Hello? Hello? Hello, Cliffy? Cliffy, it's on the lift, Cliff. Cliffy? It's podcast time. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Full stick of butter. Cliffy, it's Grandma Cliff. Cliff, give me a call at your convenience, okay? Cliff, this is your Uncle Cliff, Cliff. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. The one and the only, Johnny Boy. My little baby boy. Baby butter boy. Womack style. Cliffy. I love you. Toggling your balls. Are we on? Toggling oh, your hi. balls. Where's the rodeo? Uh, toggling his balls. Oh. Just below your nipple. Just below them. The biggest one yet. <laughs> What's up, everybody? How are you? Are you well? I'm exhausted. I'm very, very tired. Just still fighting this cold. The third cold of of the season. And of the season, I mean, you know, anytime after, you know, like fall starts, anytime from October until April, I consider that to be the season. And then if you end up with like a... The, the only thing worse than a winter cold is a summer cold, which is very rare. I don't know, I feel like that happens once every 10 or 15 years. Those are the worst. Welcome to this high-energy podcast. Uh, you may hear a, a thud on the floor, and that would be me falling out of my chair. I didn't realize how low energy I was until I turned on the microphone and started recording. Hold on. <coughs> mm, excuse me. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. So what's uh, what's shaking? Pretty nice. Pretty pretty nice little Sunday out there. Kids are outside playing. We went to the beach yesterday. That's not to say we got our bathing suits on and jumped in the water. The icy, I mean, even in the middle of July, August, the ocean temperatures in New Hampshire are quite frigid. I think I think if you're lucky, in a good year, the ocean temperature might hit 70. Might. And that's the warmest you can hope for. Oh, man, it's brutal, dude. So, uh, yeah, well, we went, but we do, we do that once a winter, once every winter, we take one winter trip to the beach. We've been doing that, I think, almost every year since we moved here, almost five years ago. So this is like our fifth, I think we might have skipped, I think two years ago, I was just so sick all, (laughs) all of January, February, and March, and, uh, you know, I'm sure we took a trip in April or something, but who knows, who cares, Who, who cares? But I like to go. It's nice to go in February. There's nobody there. If you get kind of a mild day, yesterday, I mean, I wouldn't say it was warm. It was in the upper 40s, so it's not exactly, you know, it might, maybe it hit 50 at some point. Uh, but it's, you know, it's just fun. It's fun to go to the beach and, like, put your coat on and gloves and bundle up 
and it's still, you know, it's still the beach. It's still cool. And the kids, you know, they collected shells. They put, they have their little, these little like wagon bucket things that they hadn't used since they were little tiny things. They drag those around. There's a playground. I mean, Hampton, look, Hampton Beach is a place that I avoid like the plague. You can't get me there in the summertime. It's just, you know, boy, you want to talk about redneck, white trash, junky assholes, man. No thanks. You can keep me away from there. Uh, the last time we went in the warm weather was maybe it was June of, I don't know when, 2016, something like that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was the middle of, I had taken a week off just to do nothing. I think it was the first week of summer vacation for the kids. We went to the beach and we're just sitting there. There's like 10 people on the beach. It was a gorgeous day, but it's like a Monday or something. And, you know, most people are still at work. It's not, you know. But, uh, yeah, just in sitting there, I, I don't know how many times we saw different people get arrested for various things, just shady characters, and that's that's not even, like, the peak of the season. It's just gross. Hampton Beach is disgusting. But I love to go to Hampton, Hampton Beach in February or March. Before April, when they start charging you to park everywhere, uh, nothing's open. There's a handful of restaurants that stay open all year long. There's, like, one, maybe two hotels that are open year-round. There's a few people who, you know, live there, live in that area. So, you know, it's pretty much just the residents, the townies. And, uh, you know, you can just park anywhere. and You can park for free. You can still use the playground facilities. They've got a nice playground right on the beach. And you can, you know, just hang out on the beach. It's great. And you're the only ones there. Occasionally somebody walks past with their dog or something. Occasionally, like, a, a car full of college kids. Idiots pulls up and they all like, you know, in their bathing suits and bare feet and they sprint out into the, you know, they dive into the ocean. They take the plunge and then they run back to their car and drive away. You know, that's fun. Uh, and that's good enough. And then the rest of the time, if we go to the, if we go to a, a local beach, um, pretty much any beach except for Hampton Beach, I'll go to in the summer. York Beach in Maine. I don't know. Plum Island, North Shore, Massachusetts. Those are nice. Uh, uh, the other one, Rye, just up the road from Hampton and well worth the $15 to pay to park at Wallace Sands State Park, $15 and you get to use their facilities. It's not super busy. It's worth it. Totally worth it to not have to be anywhere near the, that Hampton beach crowd. But in February and March, it's nice to go out there. Anyway, who cares? I mean, who, you, you don't care. So, uh, does that work oh, that's that's stupid i mean i have like a cough you know i have a mute button if i have to cough but then it's <laughs> it's just silence so what's the point i might as well just be unprofessional and cough into the microphone i don't know i, I guess i have a few things to talk about so i've got uh as always i've got a couple tvs running uh, you know TV's always on. It has to be on at all times. And uh, there's not really any sports on just yet. So a rare change of pace. I've got one TV. Has uh, <laughs> I have SpongeBob on one TV. Because I love SpongeBob. Who doesn't love SpongeBob? And on the other TV, I've, they've got... Uh, it seems like pretty much every weekend now there's a Harry Potter movie marathon. And I love Harry Potter, so I've got that on. Man, I'll tell you though, watching SpongeBob, you know they've got uh, they've got Mr. Krabs' daughter Pearl. You know she's a whale, 
And Mr. Krabs is, of course, a crab. So, I mean, like, you know, the, uh, Mr. Krabs, uh, obviously, uh, we, I, we don't see the, the mother, but he, he obviously, he's, he fucked a whale, right? I mean, isn't that's the joke, right? Which I think is funny. His daughter is a big, giant whale, literally a whale. Which means, which means Mr. Krabs banged a big giant whale, uh, who gave birth to another big giant whale, Pearl, his daughter, right? I mean, isn't that, that's not like his stepdaughter. It's like, right? Are they, are they blood? Are they blood relatives, Mr. Krabs and Pearl? I think they are. So yeah, so Mr. Krabs banged a whale, and uh, out came Pearl, and that's his daughter. That has to be a tough, you know. When you're Mr. Krabs and you're house hunting, you're a crab and your wife is a whale and your daughter's a whale. Like, you have to live in a whale-sized house. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You don't need all that space, all that real estate. And we know how cheap Mr. Krabs is. You know, he doesn't he doesn't spend a penny if he doesn't have to. And uh, so I can imagine, you know, having to purchase a house with that kind of square footage and bikini bottom to, uh, to accommodate two big fucking whales. That's probably... Makes you wonder, like, how did... How did Mr. Crab's wife, Pearl's mother, how did she actually die? You know, was it an accident? Could it have been, uh, oh, there's my sniffles, snot filled. Uh, was it an accident? Or did Mr. Crab's, uh, you know, Mr. Crab's have something done? Did Mr. Crab's make a call to, uh, I don't know, to Plankton? Arr, have my wife dealt with. By the way, anytime I see Clancy Brown, who, you know, legendary actor, character actor, and so forth, Clancy Brown, um, you know, he was in Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Most recently, he's been in Billions. He was in an episode of The Mandalorian. He's just, you know, he's been in a million things. He was in uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Anytime I see him, which is sad because I've known him you know, uh, before he was Mr. before he was the voice of Mr. Krabs, but no matter what, whenever I see him now, I just say Mr. Krabs. Like I, he plays Jock Jeffcoat in Billions. He's like the Attorney General, and I'll be telling Kim about an episode of Billions, and I'll just say, "Oh yeah, Mr. Krabs, uh, Mr. Krabs is on the show now, and he, uh, well, he got uh, he got Chuck Rhodes in a lot of trouble. That Mr. Krabs, he's a real prick on this show." Or like, "Oh yeah, Buster Scruggs." He did this cartoon type thing where he kicked up the table and he made Mr. Krabs. He was this bad hombre poker player. He made Mr. Krabs shoot himself in the face. So whenever I see, you know, Clancy, I just say like, oh, hey, it's Mr. Krabs. And I also have to alert my children because I, I like, I feel like they'll be more interested than they actually are when I point out like, hey, that's the voice of, you know, they're huge. My kids are huge fans of The Office now. But back like, you know, go back like two years ago. When, uh, you know, I, I would be watching The Office and I would, you know, Michael would be on screen. I'd be like, hey, you know who that is? That's Gru. That's Gru from Despicable Me. Or like Andy Bernard. Be like, hey, that's, uh, you know, that's the principal. That's Captain Underpants from the Captain Underpants movie. And they really didn't know. Or, or Phyllis's uh, sadness in that, um, you know, that movie, Inside Out, the Disney movie. And, they, they you know, they thought that was kind of cool. And eventually they just they just became big fans of The Office, which I love. We watch it. We watch it together now every day. We're in the final season. They've watched pretty much every episode over the last several months. And we're now in the final season of The Office. And uh, it's I, I can't explain to you how good it makes me feel that my children love, like, in the morning before school, 
at night, you know, after dinner, after homework, we're just winding down and I let them watch one, you know, 30 minute episode of something before bed, have a quick little snack, you know, uh, what, what have you before they have to brush their teeth. And it used to be like, you know, it was like teen Titans go and the amazing world of gumball and all that shit. And going way, way back, it would be like, you know, Max and Ruby, (laughs) even one time, Cameron had a brief obsession with Dora the Explorer, uh, you know, that kind of shit. But, uh, but then it was, you know, now it's like Simpsons for several years has been Bob's Burgers. And now it's, it's the office. Like they just want to watch, they don't even want to watch any animated program. They just want to watch the office, which I think is so fucking awesome. Oh, so I'm going to go take a nap and then I'll come finish these thoughts. Holy shit. Am I, I'm just so tired, man. So tired. I feel like I got a decent amount of sleep too. I don't know. Maybe not. It's just this cold. You know, you have a cold. All you, all your energy is going towards fighting the cold instead of just like, you know, being filled with energy. It's because it's all drained. And there's not much of a cold left, but it's enough to just be really annoying. I'm so goddamn stuffed up. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. So, so Mr. Krabs, uh, you know, he's a whale fucker. It's as simple as that. Mr. Krabs is Mr. Krabs is a whale fucker. Um, there's no there's no other way. No, <laughs> no other way around it. Oh God, there's there's the sniffles. Uh, yeah. So, what else? I, mean, I, I guess I got a few things to talk about. Mr. Krabs, whale fucker. I've been playing. I just haven't. You know, ever since New Year's Day when I when I beat Red Dead 2, I just haven't been able to get into any video games. You know, I've gone back. Uh, sometime last year I beat The Witcher and I've been playing the, uh, what is it, like Blood and Wine, the DLC, downloadable stuff. And it's good, it's fine. But I just, I can't get into it. Uncharted 4, which I stopped playing years ago because I just... Those games are great, but it's kind of like you get to the fourth one, and it's like, yeah, all right, get it. You know, you you climb on things, you shoot some people. It's very frustrating, and then you beat the game. And so I play a little bit of it, and I'm just, I don't know, I'm just not into it. Nothing's as good as Red Dead Two. Nothing is. And uh, you know, before that, it was yeah, I got through God of War, and uh, I don't know, Detroit Become Human, which was fabulous. A couple other games, I can't even remember. It doesn't even, you know, who cares? Yeah, The Witcher. Whatever. But Red Dead 2 is just so fucking good. And I just can't find myself. I just, you know, I play a little of something here, a little something there, and I just, I don't know. I just don't care because nothing's as good as Red Dead 2. So you know what I did last Monday on the February, uh, on the on the President's Day vacation? Because I have the Xbox Pass, the Game Pass. I think I have the EA Game Pass, too, so you can play all the games for free. And, uh... So I downloaded Rory McIlroy PGA Golf, which was previously known as Tiger Woods Golf, but then I guess because he like you know because he fucked a bunch of women, he can't have a video game anymore. Um, and now I don't think they make. I think that was like 2016, and now they just stopped. So five years ago, they just stopped making these golf games, which is too bad because they're fun. But goddamn, this Rory McIlroy, uh, you know. The fact that Tiger Woods isn't in it, you know, not, that notwithstanding, like the game, I don't know if it's if it really sucks or if it's really good, because it's it's way too like for me. I want to play I want to play a golf game on a video game because I suck at it in real life. Not that I've I haven't played around a round of golf in ten years, 
but I suck at golf. So when I when I play a video game, I want to be I want to be I want to play as Tiger Woods or I want to play as Rory or Jordan Spieth or any of these guys, Mickelson. I want to play as like the best in the world so that it's, you know, so that I'm I'm doing well. And uh but I set up my career mode. Uh I named my character Johnny Boy Jenkins and then decided to make my character like a 6 foot 2 blonde Norwegian woman, but I kept the name Johnny Boy Jenkins. And and Johnny Boy Jenkins sucks just as much as the real Johnny Boy sucks at real golf in real life. And I'm just like I'm just slicing and I'm hitting I'm not doing anything wrong with you know it says pull back on the stick to do the backswing, push forward to hit the stupid ball, and that's exactly what I do. And then all of a sudden the ball's like you know slicing all the way zinging over to the right. You know, I hit it in the sand trap. I can't I give it a full swing to get out of the sand trap, but it goes like five feet in front of me and then rolls back into the bunker. I try to I try to make a putt, you know, that tells me to line up, you know, has the green meat analysis and it tells you like, oh, you know, t- that much to the right to try and get this putt to go left down the hill. And it just goes nowhere near the hole. Although I did uh, I did win one of the tournaments that I played. And I just I played it obsessively on Monday because I just I wanted to just build up this is what you do. You build up your character, right? You get the attributes, you get all the all the skill points and all that shit. You level up, you get the better gear, you win more money, get more gear, get more better golf clubs, equipment, all that shit. And then eventually you're gonna get to be pretty good. But it's like, well, how many of these tournaments? Like I don't I don't wanna I don't want this to be like real life. That's why video games are so great, because it's not real life. It's close enough, but also it's a video game. So, you know, that's why I like riding around the Wild West, you know, shooting people and oftentimes consequence-free because I can dump the body in, <laughs> dump the body into a river before anybody catches me. Uh, but in this PGA golf, it's like, wow, this, this is just entirely too realistic for me as I'm like, you know, 11 over par on like the second, <laughs> the second hole. Uh, but I did, I did, uh, I did a couple. I got, a, I got a few that I was under par, but I don't think I'm ever gonna play it again. Uh, you know, who has time? It's, you know, I think Johnny Boy Jenkins, the six foot two blonde Norwegian Norwegian woman named Johnny Boy Jenkins, has officially her career came to an end about a half a season. And that was that. Oh my gosh! All right, I, I gotta, I gotta take a little. I do have to take a little break myself i'm so goddamn yeah i'm just so stuffed up all right stick around there's more birthday boy podcasts to come let me see if i can find some energy too not likely but we'll see stick around smooth I want to follow up on uh, follow up on cruises you know I was I was talking about those cruises last week this is Jay Som with tenderness here on the birthday boy podcast play a little bit, I don't know. So, I had my whole rant about cruises last week, the coronavirus, which is which is the least 
the least of uh, my problems, the least of anyone's problems. It's just the cruise itself. If everybody was healthy on that cruise, I still wouldn't. You still couldn't fucking drag me. You couldn't. You couldn't do it. You couldn't drag me onto one of those cruise ships. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, I'd rather have Corona virus than have to sit at a table with strangers and chit chat about nonsense. Ah, oh, let me spend my hard-earned money to go talk to strangers on a boat that's rocking back and forth. May may end up be the place where I die. So my um. <laughs> So my cousin, my cousin here, uh, is is on a cruise or is just getting back from a cruise. You know what? Let's let's kill this music. Sorry. It's lovely. It's lovely. But I can't. I can't think. I can't concentrate. All right. So my uh, I gotta I gotta look at all these Facebook posts. My cousin. Uh, listen, I got, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna read her posts. I'm just gonna read these posts because this is enough. I don't know how, I don't know how you go on a cruise after this. I don't know how you go on a cruise before this or during or at any time. Uh, this was from Friday, 5.01 PM. It's just these crazy waves. Just everything's rocking back and forth. It's rough, rough waters. It's not all sunshine, we are rocking pretty good right now, and then a puke face, a pukey emoji. Thankful for Noisbergs. Thankful for Noisbergs. Oh, I don't know. Is that like an iceberg and it's noise? Yeah, Noisberg, right ahead. Uh, anyway, so they're rocking back and forth on this cruise ship. That sounds awful. Uh, then the next one. This is Friday. This is a couple hours after this. So the boat is really... And this is a big, giant cruise ship. Like, a, you know, whatever. A carnival or, a, you know, one of those fucker things that you go on. So the boat is really rocking. Barf bags are out and being used. Not by us. Dot, 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 yet. Show canceled. Decks closed. I think I'll sleep with my life vest on. Sign me up. Sign me the fuck up for that. That sounds awesome. I have I've been doing it wrong all these years. I've been going I've been going to these hotels um, that are that are anchored into the ground with with you know cement foundations and things like that and you know and and steel and and so forth and uh, and at no point does the hotel rock back and forth and at no point have I had to sleep with a life vest on or even brought barf bags. Um, so yeah, I mean clearly 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 I am. Missing out on some fun. Uh, so yeah, sleeping in a life preserver. That sounds great. Uh, at one, at two in the morning, still awake, still rocking. And not in a good way. Like, I mean, can you imagine that? You just, all you want to do is go to bed and nice, and then the bed's back and forth, back and forth. Yesterday, 7 o'clock a.m., the worst night of sleep ever. This has to be the worst weather slash rocking of a ship we have ever experienced. Puking face emoji. Um, <laughs> that's unbelievable. Uh, dear, oh, And then she writes, yesterday, 9 in the morning, says, uh, my cousin Nicole says, Dear Carnival, do not sit people for breakfast on floor 2 at the very back of the boat over the propellers in bad weather. Shit flying everywhere. People dropping like flies. 
I don't get seasick, but was feeling it. I'm ready to be home. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't if that doesn't seal the deal, I don't know what does. And this is not even making any mention of like all the shitty people they probably had to sit with at dinner and oh my god, propellers. What do you mean shit's flying everywhere? Like literal shit? Like water's flying everywhere? Sea spray? That sounds that sounds awful. Oh, honey, I can't wait to get out onto our tropical cruise. I've brought the. I know you've you've coordinated our outfits for the week because I'm I'm the man and I'm in charge of the family, like the Bible says. Uh, but I can't wait to go sit by the propellers. <laughs> Ah, breakfast by the propellers. Mmm, delightful. Uh, let's see here. And then, uh, this was yesterday, this was Saturday afternoon. To make, to make the past 24 hours even worse, we are now not getting off this damn boat until 4 p.m. tomorrow. Then a six-hour drive home. Oh, my God. And then somebody commented, no more cruises. And then my cousin, Nicole, says, already have a girl's trip booked for October. What do you... You know what? Go. Have a fun cruise. I'm sure they all sound so good. Uh, and then I think that's about it. Um, yeah. So, so no, uh, you know, no cool, like, pictures and nothing. F you know, the only video was of the waves crashing. And so the boat's just been rocking back and forth for days and days. And on top of that, you know, you probably all have the coronavirus. And if not, there's way worse things. Coronavirus is nothing. That's a that's a bullshit thing. You know, you could get the flu. You could get just anything. Bronchitis. Oh, my God. I can't even. Enclosed. And I know there's decks. You go outside and you go swimming and all this shit. God damn. I just can't. It's just picturing it. It's like, what? Why? What's the point? Just to be out in the middle of the ocean and to see nothing but water on all sides? Like that just and I, I don't get seasick either that I know of. Uh, I've I've been on several boats <laughs> in my day and not once have felt remotely ill. Uh, you know, for me enough. Uh, the closest thing to a cruise for me was having to drive the rental car onto a ferry multiple several times in Norway to get across the fjords from one island to another. But, you know, I never really felt all that bad because, like, A, A, we're not sitting in our car while we're on this ferry boat. We're out, you know, up on the deck and stuff looking at the beautiful mountains and everything. Um, and B, you can see land on all sides, very close. Just need a big boat that holds cars to get them to the next road on the other side from one island to the other, to the mainland, to the island, and back. That's fine with me. I can't. I can't imagine being on a giant thing where you can't see land. I want to see land. I want to see land wherever I am, and it's not because I get seasick. Because I, I like knowing that I can escape things. I like knowing that I can escape situations. <laughs> that I can escape places. That I can go somewhere and get out of the situation that I'm in. And the cruise ship does not offer that for me. And then when you're just rocking back and forth, that's it. What are you doing? You're just rocking back and forth all night. No fucking way. Although, although when I think about it, it would be, it could make for some interesting birthday boy podcast uh, content 
to take the old laptop and the microphone onto a cruise. That's not going to happen. That'll be that'll be a GoFundMe someday or on a Patreon, <laughs> an extra tier of the Patreon whenever I get get off my ass and get that going. You can pay lots of money because I'm not I'm not paying to go on a cruise. I'll have anybody who wants to hear the Birthday Boy podcast coming to you from a from a cruise a cruise ship that's rocking back and forth. You will have to be that will be have to be fully funded by the good listeners of the Birthday Boy podcast because it ain't going to be me. And there probably need to be a few extra thousand dollars on top of that just for my troubles. <laughs> oh man! So so there's a ringing endorsement of a cruise. Uh, it sounds like a really fun time. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, no, not gonna happen, man. Not going to happen. Uh, in the meantime, over the weekend. Uh, so this is something I don't I don't know too much about Boston radio, and I don't I don't care because like. For me, it's kind of like, you know, who listens to the radio anymore? Like, what? There's been no point of listening to terrestrial radio in, I don't know, 10 or 15 years at least. Uh, probably closer to 15 years. I mean, you know, for me, where I grew up, they got rid of a lot of the good stations a long time ago. You know, late 90s, early 2000s, all, you know, the good rock stations and things like that. And, but that was right around the time that like iTunes started to come out and then Pandora came out, you know, Sirius satellite radio came out and, and then, you know, it became an online, you know, you can just get an online subscription to Sirius for a very reasonable price. Uh, you know, then Spotify came out and all these other things. And it's like, you know what? I like, I hate when I get into a car, like the, the first thing I do is put on, I plug in my phone or the Bluetooth on my phone, or whatever I have to do, the auxiliary or Bluetooth, so I can listen to my own stuff. So that's like the whole point. It's like, yeah, why do we need, you know, music that somebody else is programming for us? We don't need radios to find out, like, what the newest songs are. You can go on the internet. You can just find it out. You can go on YouTube. You can go on Spotify. They have they have every station you can imagine on Sirius. Yeah, it costs a few bucks, but, like, man, it's it's actually, like... It's good radio. There's lots of music. There's everything you could possibly... If you want to hear people talking, there's sports, there's politics, there's religion. There's, I mean, everything. There's every kind of music, every kind of genre. Now they're, you know, now it's Sirius XM Pandora, so you've got like a million other channels on top of that. Like, you, you don't need, you don't need the radio DJ. And frankly, you know, other than the guys who made it really big, like, I don't, I, I don't lament the loss of the, uh, <laughs> of the, of the local DJ. The local morning drive time DJ. We've got a guy in Nashua, and he's you know he's awful. He's it's almost you know it's it's just a strange. It's like Nashua. I've said this before. It reminds me of Springfield. Like it's just kind of you have a character. You've got like radio guy, you know, like a Kent Brockman type. You've got you've got five million comic book guys. Uh, you've got your Homer Simpson. That's me. Just a you know big fat lazy piece of shit <laughs> um yeah and you've got this guy you go onto the radio and he's just talking about all things nashua it's so local and so specific and i'm glad look i'm glad i want people to have jobs doing that I, it will be sad when that stuff completely disappears and everything's just digital there's no djs hosting anything because you can just go on and these algorithms are set up so well already on spotify to find music for you and just 
you know, there's playlists that Spotify just makes for you and says, hey, here, here's your playlist. And you listen to it and it's like, oh, yeah, these are songs that I like. Because it knows based on the songs that I listen to, based on these algorithms, it's got a pretty good track record, Spotify. And iTunes used to be, iTunes I don't think has that smart kind of thing, but but I used to, before Spotify, I would listen to stuff on iTunes and it would have all, you know, similar artists. If you like this band, you'll like these guys. And you click on all of them and you listen, you know, I found tons of songs that way. And before that, it was working at Barnes & Noble and using the Red Dot system which was actually pretty good. It had a pretty good list of, like, if you're listening to a song, and in the corner it would have a little thing you could click on and get other songs like it. And I found tons of tons of tunes that way. But, yeah, I don't like, you know, the only the only radio DJ I miss is Todd Pettengill from WFLY, Fly 92. And he was like, you know, he was the voice of the mornings, you know, when you're getting up and getting ready for school and everything in the late 80s and early 90s. Then he went to New York and became, you know, big big time New York DJ, radio guy. Then that uh, was WPLJ, PLJ, which I think I, I, I think I talked about that a little bit on the podcast last year. Those guys that turned into like a Christian station as of like midnight, uh, whatever, June 1st or something like that last year. And it was very sad because it was a radio station that had been around a certain way uh, for years and years, for decades. And, uh, and now it's gone. So I, I, I'm sad in that regard. Like, you know, these are, you know, people losing their jobs and people, you know, you want to hear somebody locally talking about what's going on. You know, you're driving to work, you're getting ready for work, school, all that stuff. You want to, you want to listen to shit that, uh, you know, that, that pertains directly to your town or your area. And, uh, yeah. And then all this stuff's going away and, and, you know, and to make matters worse, it's all turning into like Christian rock stations, which is awful. Like that's, you know, there's not a lot of music that I don't like. Um, Christian music is 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 truly the worst. I mean, I'll take I'll take country music any day, and there's not sometimes there's not a big difference, you know, in at least in the uh, in the themes, <laughs> in the themes be present in those songs, but uh, yeah, Christian rock is just and you get it's weird because you can tell right away. You're listening to it and you're like, I, you know, if you're in a different town, like sometimes we'll go to North Carolina and I'll have my dad's car and he doesn't his car was just it was like a 2009 or 2010 and it's just just made in that right time where like, uh, you know, it doesn't have the auxiliary where you can just easily plug in an iPhone with a USB. Um, and it doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have the ability to do Bluetooth or anything like that. And it just has, you know, you, I think it has like the headphone jack thing that you can plug in, but like no, you know, no phones these days have that anyways. So I can't really like plug in my phone and listen to music. So if I have to run to the store, I have to like, you know, scroll around on the FM dials and it's the South, so all it is, all it is, is Christian radio and country music. That's that. There's nothing. A little bit of hip hop here and there. Um, and boy, you can you flip to something, and it's like, oh yeah, this is some this is some rock and roll. It seems okay. And then you're like, uh, wait a minute. Before they even start singing, you just know there's something there's something about these chords that's not quite what I'm used to. There's something going on here. And then they start singing, and it's very vague. Like these Christian rock guys, because they don't want—I don't think they want people to know that it's Christian rock, because they want to sell—they want to sell albums. They want to, you know, they want people to buy their music. And if the Christian fans already know who they are, then they're going to buy their music. And and the non-Christian music fans like me are going to say, "Oh, that's Christian music. I'm not going to buy it because you know, fuck that." So they—they they kind of, you know, they're not like—they're not rocking about Jesus. They're just rocking about, you know, like lifting their hands in the air and stuff like that, but not. 
but not in a way that you just don't care. It's like lifting your hands for a purpose. That's the problem I have. When you start, you know, when you throw your hands in the air and wave them because you do care, then I'm, you know, you lost me. I'm not going on that cruise either. Um, so yeah, anyways, but that's what, that's what these stations have become. They take like these, these, you know, 40, 50, 60 year old stations and then just like, boom, they're gone. They're, you know, literally overnight, like at the stroke of midnight, it turns over to, you know, the old DJs are gone and then suddenly it flips over to like a national broad, you know, whatever, whatever it is, it becomes, you know, a Christian station or a country station or a talk station or something, you know, and, and that makes sense too, because who else is left listening to plain old terrestrial radio? It's people, people who are not exactly <coughs> jumping into that latest technology, looking for songs on Spotify and iTunes and Pandora and Sirius and stuff like that. So it's people who, you know, they have a radio in their car and they have a radio in their kitchen and they're going to literally, they're still tuning the dial to whatever's on. And, you know, I think there's, uh, <laughs> I won't get into it, but uh, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. That that's that would be the audience who's left listening to re- terrestrial radio is the, uh, you know, I'll just say, uh, let's just say shut-ins, morons, inbreds, <laughs> listen country music and Christian radio. Uh, but, you know, I just, but I thought it was sad because this uh, WAAF or WAF, um, I think that was, it was a Boston rock station. And I do have a lot of the Boston stations, you know, when I first moved here. And I just said, hey, well, I should at least, you know, if something's not working right with my phone and I can't, you know, plug in and listen to my stuff in the car, I should at least have some radio stations on hand. And I have, like, you know, the classical station I like. Uh, what is it? 90.5 W. Dollar Hill B-U-R. I'm Bob Oaks. Bob Oaks, W-B-U-R. And he says it in a way, that's the the local NPR, the Boston NPR, uh, W-B-U-R, which I will occasionally listen to if I was, like, driving to the bus in the morning or something. Um, and just, you know, it's a five minute drive. So why bother plugging in my phone? So I'll put on WBUR, here's some morning news, some morning news. And, uh, this guy, Bob Oaks <laughs> is the, uh, is one of the personalities on WBUR. And he says W, W in a way that like, it doesn't even have the syllables that are supposed to be there when you're pronouncing W. So it's like, Dolly who, B-U-R. Boston, Dolly, Dolly, you are. I'm Bob Oaks. And then he has like this. It's like, so is he like, is he a Pennsylvania guy? Like Oaks? What, what is this accent? It's not a New England accent. And I don't know how anybody says W like Dolly Hill. Speaking of Todd Pettengill, no one says W better than Todd Pettengill, which is why he was perfect to work for the WWF back in the 90s. Because he was used to saying W, you're listening to WFLY, Fly 92. And then he worked for WWE, then WWF at the time. And he was a perfect guy for saying, like, WWF. Especially, he was there in the time when, like, the internet came along and, and they got their first website. And so listening to Todd Pettengill say, you know, back in the day, you wouldn't just say, you know, WWF.com. He would go on to, you know... 
And fans, make sure during WrestleMania, log into www.wwf.com slash wwf.wrestlemania and check out latest interviews as WrestleMania, whatever. Yeah, so he was perfect at saying W, and this Bob Ukes on NPR, on Dolly Dolly, that's a guy who will never work for WWE. Oh, let's hire Bob Oaks. Uh, let's uh, let's check out Bob Oaks' audition tape. Uh, yes, you're watching the Dolly Hill, Dolly Hill, E. <laughs> Go to Dolly Hill, Dolly Hill, Dolly Hill, Dolly Hill, Dolly Hill, E. I can't even say it. Dolly Hill, Dolly Hill, Dolly Hill, Dolly Hill, Dolly Hill, E. Dot com. Slash Russell, slash Dolly Hill, Dolly Hill, E. WrestleMania. Yeah, anyways, so yeah, so I'm in my car, I've got uh, NPR, I've got the classic station, classical music, uh, you know, a bunch of sports talk, and, you know, anytime I would find something playing music that w- was remotely interesting to me, I would I would put it on, you know, put that as, as, you know, one of the presets, one of the save channels, and I don't know one rock station from the other, they're all kind of crappy, because, like, why, again, like, in this day and age, why... Why listen to a DJ programming music for me? I'd rather, you know, let me go find my own music. I can do it pretty. I can do it better than most DJs. Uh, the only exception is occasionally I'll open up the W Dollar Hill EQX app and listen to 1027 from. I think they're out of Bennington, but I mean that was you know growing up in Albany that was one of the top rock alternative stations, and they still are. They're independent. They're not like. Yeah, it's not like a clear channel, iHeart, you know, it's it's not owned by one of the big giants. They're they're just an independent station and they just keep playing, you know, some new and, and classic alternative tunes. And uh, it's pretty good stuff. You know, tuning into the, the app and hearing stuff that I've actually like, you know, played on the Birthday Boy podcast. It's like, oh cool. Some cool music. Uh so anyways yeah, but I, I don't know I don't know one station from the other. They're all you know just rock stations. I didn't grow up here, so I don't know these personalities. Uh, I'm sure I would be very sad if I grew up on some of these radio personalities and now they're gone. Um, yeah, but my buddy Alex uh, on Friday, I guess that's when this this WAF uh, went off the air or you know became uh, became a Christian station. He writes on Facebook, radio is dead. WBWBCN told us it was coming. I think that's another classic Boston rock station that's gone. WFNWFNX was the death rattle. I think that's another one that's gone. Uh, when Lauren and Wally, Whaley, were let go from WROR, we knew it was coming in moments. DJs don't get to say goodbye. They get shut off and are gone, which is tragic. That part sucks. WAF's last 24 hours shows us that corporate money has replaced the soul of radio. We're done. Say goodnight. Enjoy your digital media. Good night. I miss working with radio and radio events. It doesn't matter which station I was with. I tried. I loved it all. So that sucks. That's sad. And yeah, I mean, anytime something after, you know, an institution goes away, because yeah, I mean, you know, money talks, right? And there's like, there's billions to be made in like the country music and all that Christian nonsense and, you know, talk radio, political and so forth, news. And yeah, I mean, it's like, from, I mean, I, I thought this post was crazy though, because to me it's like, oh, I didn't know radio just died over the weekend because to me it died, you know, almost 20 years ago. And I haven't listened to radio in about that much time. I, I can't remember I mean, even when I was still listening to FM or AM radio, it was all just, like, sports talk. I would listen to, a, like, a baseball game or something. 
and that's about it. And occasionally I would, you know, back in my, in a previous life, I would listen to like, I'll be honest. I would listen to like, uh, hello folks. And my nicotine stained hands, folks, little drive by meteors at it again. You know, I would listen to that kind of shit. Um, not so much anymore. I listen to the birthday boy podcast and that's about it. Um, by the way, I feel bad. I'll tell you what I feel bad for is like for the cancer, having to having to live inside that. <clears throat> Anyways, folks, folks. Uh, <laughs> so, so my buddy Alex is lamenting the end of radio, which I, I commented like, dude. I mean, it's pretty impressive that you're now, you know, radio for you has just died now in 2020. It's been dead for me. And a lot of people for 10, 15, 20 years. <coughs> and I don't, I'm not really sad about it, I, which, is, which is a bad thing to say because like, you know, there's still some great radio, like professional radio broadcasters who went to school and who are, you know, the best of the best, you know, and Howard Stern is, is one of those guys for me. And I love Dan Patrick. He's the best of sports talk. And I listen to, you know, I listen to a lot of sports talk. I listen to Tony Kornheiser. You know, these guys who are, you know, these are professionals. Um, but I also, you know, you can't go onto the AM and FM dial and hear people talking about video games, talking about wrestling. You know, Sirius finally has, you know, like Busted Open, which that's a wrestling show that I, I liked uh, years ago. I was a big fan. I'm not such a huge fan now. It's a little too, uh, it reminds me too much of like a classic rock station. They play all this like metal, this hair metal. And it's just very like '80s kind of sound to it, and they talk about Kiss way too often, and so I'm like, yeah, this is why this is actually why I stopped listening to FM radio. Now I'm now I'm done listening to the the satellite wrestling uh, radio channel. Um, but anyways, yeah, I mean, I can go on and get podcasts talking about video games and talking about wrestling and talking about like cartoons and Disney and like stuff that I'm into and sports and everything else. So like there's not really anything for me on the AM and FM dial. And there hasn't been for a long time. So I'm not like, I'm sad to see people losing their jobs. Like, yeah, that, that W whatever it was, Todd Pettengill's WPLJ, you know, and a bunch of people are out of work and they have to go find, you know, and they're doing podcasts and stuff now, which is cool. And, you know, if they're finding other sources of income, but like, I don't, I don't, uh, yeah, I, I, not to be like a, like a cruel sort of jerk, but like, you know, sometimes I think about, you know, like, hey, what if I sent the Birthday Boy podcast, like, what if I made a sizzle reel and sent it to a bunch of radio stations? And I'm kind of like, yeah, but I don't think I really want, I don't want to be on the radio, <laughs> which is strange because I always kind of wanted to be on the radio. And now I don't really want to be on the radio because it's kind of lame now. And it wasn't just like the advent of digital stuff coming in and making radio obsolete like they did a pretty good job themselves like it was you know just so much of it was not cool there were so many people trying to imitate you know howard stern and sports guys and political talk guys oh the drive-bys folks folks snurdly um you know that's the original and you've got all these imitators and it's like well jesus can't you come up with something like on your does anybody have a brain can't you come up with something like interesting that, you know, instead of just these 20 copy clones of like the guy who's, who's doing it really well. 
Um, and that's where po- that's what podcasts in 2004, 2005, I started listening to podcasts. I'm like, well, this is like, oh, I can listen to somebody like putting together a really well-produced show on like Disney stuff. That's interesting to me. You're not going to find that on the radio. Oh, these guys are, I like MuggleCast. Back in the day, these guys are talking about Harry Potter while I'm reading Harry Potter books and watching the movies. This isn't, you're not going to find that on the radio. So I always wonder like, what if, what if people who like, had the brains and the balls to actually put together shows on radio. You know, you've got people, you know, millions of people listening to these podcasts. Like what if, you know, if AM and FM radio had had the brains to say like, Hey, maybe we should like, you know, instead of having 5 million stations that all sound exactly the same as one another. And it's just one guy, you know, there's a guy in Atlanta ripping off the national guy, you know, ripping off the shock jock. And the guy in Boston is doing the same thing. And the guy in San Francisco is doing the same thing. And it's even though it's different little regions and cities, it's kind of all the same like copycat bullshit. Maybe we maybe we like try to find subjects that are really popular out there and, you know, maybe talk about that. And there you go. And that's why podcasts are huge. And that's why uh, satellite radio is huge because they do have those kind of stations where you can listen to, you know. Again, I can go on Sirius XM, and six times, six days a week, I can listen to a a a wrestling talk show where they three hours they talk about pro wrestling, like it's stuff that I used to dream about when I was a kid. I can you know download stuff with people talking about talking about video games, All, n- millions of hours on the internet of people talking about video games, and in an, in an intelligent way too. So like I don't you know. I'm not going to miss the guy who sounds like this. we got two for Tuesday coming at you, playing some sticks coming up next here on WBWW. Like, I don't, I don't miss that guy. And, and these guys who have these fucking, you know, I was watching, I was watching Granite State Challenge. We, Kimmy and I love watching Granite State Challenge. It's a New Hampshire, like, quiz show. All the different high schools compete in this tournament every year. On TV, on Saturday nights, you can watch Granite State Challenge. Two schools pitted against each other, four people on a team, and they just answer, you know, trivia and, you know, all the kind of questions and stuff. And and kind of like Jeopardy. And this this question brought to you by such and such radio station, and here's the DJ from that radio station. And it takes it over, and it's like, it's like, hey, uh, uh, me, me and Roadkill here are coming at you with some questions. I'm like, Roadkill? And it's just this fat guy. Fat guy, fat little guy with long hair and a t-shirt. He's like, "Yeah, this is Roadkill, and I just uh, uh back in the 1874." <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they asked, but it's like, God, I mean, that's that's what's left. But that's it's not what's left. That's what's always been there. That's like to me, that's that's like the local yokel. You know, I was, I, I made fun of Roger Roger Wilding, Big Board Sports. You know, just being kind of not that great, not that entertaining to listen to, but he was the local guy. If you wanted to, if you wanted to hear about the local high school basketball teams and the football teams and the wrestling teams and how they did over the weekend, you know, I guess that's the guy to go to. But like, other than that, he's just you know, his uh, his hot takes were like, can you can you believe what just happened over the weekend? I mean, I mean, I mean. T- Terrell Owens, I, can, I mean, come on, I mean, come on, I mean, what are we doing here? I mean, God, come on, man, what are we doing? What, what, I mean, what, I mean, come on. Roger Wyland, big board sport. <laughs> like, that's the, that's the commercial for his, the, like, ooh, hot takes. <coughs> oh, man. So, it was never, to me, it was never really that good. You know, when I was a kid, I liked Fly 92, you know, that was kind of fun, but then... 
you know, for a little while, I, I did actually enjoy I'm I'm a Cinema Autumn program. A Deirdre's going to be on there. I got my top five songs. Dirk's Bentley is going to be on there. Like he's chewing on his tongue while he's talking. I'll wear my cowboy hat and my son wise a rodeo scholarship. <laughs> like, ugh, this is awful. And, uh, you know, and I still listen to Howard Stern. And there's times where I'm like, man, Howard Stern's getting old. Like, it's, you know, some, some days, eh, you know. It's not bad. It's still better than anything else, but it's like, all right, you've talked about this five days in a row. Let's, you know, let's move on, Howard. Uh, but he's still the best. Whom I, you know, I can't complain. But everybody else is just, you know, it's all just kind of sticky and schlocky and just kind of lame, you know, just yokel local nonsense. Like, you know, they had that uh, Pix 106 in Albany. It was like the wolf, the wolf man waking up with the wolf man in the morning. And they, they used to have like on Saturday nights, they would, they would have like a telecast of like the best of his radio broadcast for the week. And he had like this trashy blonde with, you know, like t-shirt tucked into jean shorts and like the, like the Tanya Harding haircut. But this was like, you know, it's like 2000, it's like 2005 and, uh, her name was just drunk girl. And I think her, I mean, her gimmick was like she was quote unquote drinking on the air. It's like, woo, edgy. <laughs> it's like, what kind of, what kind of white trash idiot sitting there listening to the Wolfman in the morning? I couldn't, I couldn't fucking stand it. I couldn't stand local radio, especially like the local rock and classic rock. Is it Wolf in the morning? Yeah, Mason and Shin. I just, I hated all of them and they would be on like mattress commercials and stuff. And I just thought, God, this is so like small time shitty. And I know, and I know I, the irony of me sitting in my bedroom right now in my undies talking about like how, how I have no respect for the local rock DJ, (laughs) at least they got a paycheck, but I don't, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't lament the end of, of rock radio and the rock DJ and all that stuff. I'm sad for anybody losing a job. Anytime anybody loses a job, that sucks. I'm sad that, yeah, AM and FM radio is more or less just a wasteland of, uh, you know, just 50,000 Christian and country stations. Um, you know, that's sad. Um, but I'm happy that I can go to Sirius and I'm happy to pay to go to a channel that's all Frank Sinatra. Well, you know, Frank Sinatra, mostly Frank Sinatra. Uh, you know, there's a Sinatra channel, the Beatles channel. There's, you know, Lithium, which is all the best, like, rock and alternative from the 90s. And, you know, you can, you can hear everything. If you too, if I just think, you know, I'm too lazy. I don't, I don't know what to play today. I don't know what to pick out for myself to listen to and just go to Sirius and they have everything. And then I turn on the local station and it's commercials. I'm like, why are, I mean, who's listening to this? Why would you don't have to listen to commercials anymore? Like everything's commercial free. You just, you know, it's worth paying for it to not be commercial free and just nonstop music. And then when they come back from the commercials, it's, it's this guy sounds like this. Got two for Tuesday coming at you. Hey, did you see the local girls JV basketball game? I mean, come on. That was some real action. Like, I don't, I don't, I have no interest in that. None. I never have and I never will. So anyways, goodbye to, to WAF and all these local Boston stations. I mean, congrats for making it this far. I, I mean, I don't think there's many that have made it this far, so... At least you can say that, but it still sucks that, uh, you know, that those stations come to an end.
but I'm not, I'm not sad about like the overall, you know, that overall like radio is dead thing. It's like, yeah, it's been dead for a long ass fucking time, man. And I, you know, I've moved on and so, so have a lot of people and I don't, you know, I'm not, yeah, I'm just not nostalgic for, for that stuff. You know, I guess sometimes I must, I'm nostalgic for like, you know, back in the day, listen to WGY 80, 810 WGY AM station in Albany, Don Weeks, and he would read the school closings. But I'm I'm nostalgic more for just like my childhood of having a school closing, I think, than, yeah, it was fun to sit by the radio at five in the morning and listen to the school closings and wait to hear your school called. But it's like, well, now I can just like, I can go online immediately and find out if there's the school closing. Like, and I'm fine with that. I don't need to, I don't need to sit for an hour listening to the guy. And then if I missed, you know, my school was Burnt Hills. It started with a B. And if I tune in and he's like, he's getting, uh, Canada Joe Harry's Central School. Like, ah, oh, God damn it. Clifton, or whatever. I don't know what the fucking, Colony School District. <coughs> you know, and then it's like, ah, oh, Christ. And he's not going to just go back and read the list. He's going to do some more banter and a commercial. And in like 30 minutes, he's going to come back and read the list. So I don't even, are we going to school? Do we have to get to, so I don't, uh, you know, I, I kind of sort of miss it, but not really. So, okay. I've been talking about this for way too long. So that's the end of radio. And uh, I, I don't, yeah, it's the end of radio and I don't care. <laughs> How's that? What an asshole thing. To, what an asshole thing to say. But I don't, I just don't. Because there's enough radio that I do care about, you know, and Sirius ain't going away. I don't think, I think, I mean, they've got a lot of subscribers and it's 10 years ago, even, you know, I subscribed to Sirius in 2011 because I said, oh shit, look at this. You can subscribe to an internet subscription. Cause I wasn't going to buy, I wasn't going to buy one of those radio things to put in my car or have it, you know, you know, spend like $300 to buy the radio to then subscribe to listen to this. I'm like, that's a giant waste of money. And then they, you know, they figured it out. It's like, oh yeah, you can just have it on the internet. So you don't need one of those things. And now most cars come with that pre, you know, you don't need a separate thing. You know, my car just has it so I can, you know, I was able to link it with my subscription. So I can just, I can listen to it just right on the car or plug in my phone. I mean, whatever. So that's, that's radio. I have radio. And there's very few commercials. They're not, you know, they're not talking about the girls' JV basketball team. <laughs> like, Roger Wallen, big board sports. I mean, can, can you believe... <laughs> can you believe what how Johnny Manziel... I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean come, come on. I mean, Johnny football... I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, what is that? Oh, man. That's why, like, I don't... I've tried listening to like the local Boston sports radio and that's, it's awful. It's unlistenable. All of it. I've tried listening to like Felger, Felger, Felger and Maz. And that's probably the best one. And they're like, they're just so like arrogant and douchey. It's like, I can't listen for five minutes before I just change it. Uh, Ordway, Marloni and Fourier, they fucking suck. Um, and then every, and those, those are probably some of the best ones. W E E I is a terrible station. Sports hub is better, but it's, you know, I just, you know, and the same with like New York. I mean, you know, Mike Francesa, no thanks, man. Sleepy Francesa, you know, falling asleep. Uh, talking about the Giants, uh, Giants game over the weekend. Uh, you know, Eli, uh, you know. <sighs> 
Oh, what? Well, I wasn't falling asleep. What are you talking about? I wasn't falling asleep. Yeah, that's that's the best. He's he's the best of the best. <laughs> so yeah, I listen to I listen to Dan Patrick. It's national, but like he's so talented. He's just great. And Howard Stern, and you know whatever. Listen to the listen to people who are good. And uh, I, and that's why I often listen to the Birthday Boy podcast because it's it's the best of the best. Uh, so now that I've lost all of my subscribers, spending the last thirty minutes talking about the end of radio, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, I don't miss it. I'm not gonna miss it. I'm happy. I'm I, things are better. Like we've gone forward. Being able to choose your own music and listen to an infinite amount of songs without commercials at any time for a modest monthly fee, I. Man, I'm down with that. I'm down with Spotify. I'm down with iTunes. I'm down with, you know, any of that. And then, you know, and then on top of that, like, if you want to listen, you know, you can go on iHeartRadio. If I want to listen to, uh, you know, when I lived in Florida and I wanted to listen to, you know, WGY or some of the local stations in Albany, if I was feeling homesick, you can go on, like, iHeartRadio and you can put them on. You can download the app for WEQX and you can listen to that. You can go, I mean, you can listen to the local stations. doesn't mean they're going to be around forever. You know, if I want to hear... Like some of the good, like um, like salsa and Cuban stations in Miami. There's a yeah. Again, you can go on. You know, listen to any of them on iHeart. I mean, you can. You know, there's there's just you know the the great stations out of like New York and L.A. You can listen to them. On, uh, Sirius has them, and uh, you know iHeart has them. There's a whole there's a whole app for BBC Radio. You know, BBC one, two, three, you know, there's, you know, BBC one through 5,000. You can listen, you can just download the app and listen to BBC radio, which is often quite good. And, uh, that's, I just, I want to hear good music. I don't want to hear, you know, some local yokel, you know, talking about, uh, talking about the, the town hall city planning. Like, no, I don't, sorry. I don't care. Do not care for that. Oh my gosh. All right. Break time. Be back in a sec. Oh yeah. Hey, how about that girls JV basketball team over the weekend? Oh man. Omar Apollo. So good. Coming at ya. What I didn't find this on the on the FM radio. Does that mean it was never played on FM? I don't. Maybe after 20 minutes of commercials and shitty banter, maybe somewhere. I don't know. I don't know what's played on the radio, and I don't care because I know what I like, and I, you know, I get to listen to it digitally. Uh, but you don't own the music. You don't own the CD. Yeah, but you know what? I'm gonna die someday, so. My, my kids and grandkids will have an easier time cleaning out my house because there won't be any CDs. <laughs> I think I have like five CDs left. I have a bunch of Sinatra CDs. I'm never going to get rid of those. And just some leftover, just bullshit. Half of my CD collection was after my grandmother died and it was just me reclaiming all of the Frank Sinatra CDs that I bought her for birthdays and Christmases over the years. And now they are mine. <laughs> the plan is coming to fruition at last. <laughs> oh man. Other other things. 
What is this? Yeah. <sighs> Greeley Park Facebook thing. OJ? Nah, not doing OJ. Fuck that. I did OJ a few weeks ago. YMCA parking hijinks. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just the same thing. It's every Saturday. I take my kid to the Y for her ballet, and there's I, every single time there's a car parked illegally. There's multiple cars. And I just wonder, like, are they blind? Are they stupid? Do they not give a fuck? And every time I snap a picture of the car and I go in and I gladly, I go right up to the front desk, I show them a picture and say, excuse me, these cars are parked illegally. And uh, and they're actually very happy. Like, like yesterday I, I said, you know, first of all, I came in, I ratted out one of the cars. They made the announcement, your car is going to be towed. It's a bullshit announcement. Because the car, an hour later, was still illegally parked, just with a note on its windshield. But I'm just going to... But you know what? There's fewer cars parked illegally than there were three weeks ago, a month ago, two months ago. I'm making progress, baby. Fighting it. Fighting the system. Or fighting the something. People. Anyway. Um, let's get this out of here. Yeah. Uh, all right. Enough of that. So I came in, kiddo went off to ballet, went up to the front desk. Excuse me, this this Honda Accord is parked illegally. Ah, and then next thing I know, there's a woman with a notepad going out to, you know, make a note of this stuff and then come back in and, and you know, make the announcement over the intercom. And, you know, nothing really happens. And then I go outside and that car is still there. But also, also, there's a new car. There's a van parked illegally behind them. So... I said, oh, we could just get in the car and go home because, like, who gives a shit? But I couldn't do it. So I turned around and I went marched myself right back into that YMCA and said, excuse me, there's uh, that Honda is still parked there. And also, I snapped a little picture of this van that's illegally parked. And, and, then, and then one of the other girls at the desk jumped up and she's like, oh, I hate it. I hate that. And I'm kind of like, you know, hey, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, again. I keep being a pain in the ass. I'm giving you, you know. And they're like, no, no, we love this. Because they shouldn't be parked there. It's wrong. It's illegal. And it's dangerous. These are fire zones. This is where, like, a fire truck would park. Or an emergency vehicle. This is not for them. And I'm like, yeah, duh, no shit. And, uh... <coughs> so it made me happy. You know, because if I, if I go up and I, and I show them these cars that are parked illegally and it's met with apathy, then I would say, ah, why doesn't anybody care? But it, it warms my heart to see these people at the counter just jump up and they're like, where's this car? I'm going to go out. Let me see. Oh, license plate. Okay. Let's go scour the parking lot for any other illegally parked cars and we'll have them towed. And then I feel good. And then, uh, and then also, uh, on the way home, we live in a non-smoking community and I caught somebody we have neighbors who smoke nonstop and it's never really been an issue, but these dummies, smoke nonstop and I snapped a picture and they're just you know if so, most people kind of sneak it you know they sneak around they, they lurk in the shadows because they don't want to be caught and they don't want to get a fine they don't want to get you know booted and uh, so they sneak around at night and they smoke in the shadows and uh, and then and this one guy just he just blatant he just walks right out in the open lights up 
he's puffing away. So I snapped pictures of him. And then on the way home yesterday, I from from ratting out cars at the Y, I stopped by the stopped by and had my had my neighbors ratted out. And uh, my kids were with me. We had made a Costco run. Uh, the receipt checker was was very uh, you know <laughs> very not rude, but just you know. He couldn't wait to not, the guy in front of me, hey, buddy, hey, you got some, uh, what you got here? You got some cans of soup and you know, okay, hey, stay warm out there, buddy, okay. And then I, and then he just waves me. He's like, next, okay, goodbye, get out. And then the guy behind me, hey, there he is. Hey, what you got? Oh, we got some goodies today. Oh, boy. Yeah. So anyways, so I dragged the kids to the Costco, to the grocery store, to the Y, to this place and that place. And, you know, I wasted their time having to go back into the Y to turn in these other cars that had parked illegally. Then, then on the way home, stopped by the clubhouse to turn in my neighbors who's smoking cigarettes. And, uh, and every time I do anything like this, I pump my fist and I say, yeah, justice, justice, baby. And, uh, by the time we got to our final stop to turn in my smoking neighbors, I got out of the car and I was like, I was like, ah, here we go. Justice. And they're like, what are we doing here? And I said, oh, I've got a picture of our neighbors smoking. And my oldest said, yeah, let's let's nail his balls to the wall. Something that didn't quite say that. But and I said, yeah, sweet justice. And we're getting out. And my youngest, <laughs> my youngest gets out of the car. And she goes, oh, I hate justice. Because justice is resulting in her Saturday being consumed by driving all over the place to tattle on all my neighbors and fellow YMCA goers, but it's worth it. God damn it. It's worth it. I tell you. All right. Uh, Greeley park Facebook. So yeah, this is, this is the closest. This is the best. This is the best that I can do for sounding board theater. Um, sounding board theater. It's, it's, it's not quite the sounding board. It's Nashua past, present and future. Um, and somebody had posted, I just found it funny because, you know, it shows you how smart many of our neighbors are. If the sounding board didn't already, this, this does a pretty good job. And there's so many comments. Oh my God. It's just endless comments. Somebody had posted a picture, uh, one of my favorite, possibly my favorite local park. It's called Greeley Park. And there's a gorgeous, uh, they have a, a restroom area and, uh, and it's, you know, it's all this stone and, and, you know, it's, it's very ornate and they have, you know, little like gargoyle lion heads type things, fountains. It's, it's a very nice fixture. It's a very nice piece in the middle of this park. It's very beautiful. There's an old timey cannon and there's a gazebo and all this nonsense. And somebody posted a picture of the front of the, of the restroom area with some stones and one of those lion's heads said, guess where? Wrong answers only. And then tagged Mines Falls Park, which is humorous because the park, the other park in town, one of the other parks is called Mine Falls. And a lot of people call it Mines Falls because they're stupid. Like how people say, I'm going to Walmarts. That's fucking, it's called Walmart. Um, so, haha, guess where I am? I'm at Mines Falls because it's, you know, wrong answers only, tee hee hee. Uh, and so naturally, uh, the great. Um, literati of <laughs> of my town the same people that probably enjoy listening to those christian stations and country music stations <coughs> and yes of course i'm generalizing an entire population that's what i do you fuck uh some of the responses some of the wrong responses included 
but the correct response is Greeley Park. It's Greeley Park. It's the bathroom, restroom area at Greeley Park. They're looking for the wrong answers. You know, hey, let's make this fun and funny. Come up with the wrong answers. And some people are funny. They're saying like old stores like Bradley's that don't exist anymore. And, you know, I wrote Springfield Gorge because <laughs> I'm so funny. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, the first answers. Okay. Guess where? Wrong answers only. One of the first answers, Greeley Park. The next answer, that's easy, Greeley Park. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, Greeley Park, nice picture. Uh, What else? Greeley Park public bathrooms. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, And then I scroll down, I scroll down. Greeley Park bathrooms is a good guess, smiley face. Well, that's not what he was asking for. Let's see. We got some more humorous answers. Let's see. Uh, Greeley Park, Greeley Park, Greeley Park, uh, Greeley Zoo. I guess that's funny. Greeley Park, uh, <laughs> Greeley Park Fountain. <laughs> oh, man. They're so good at reading. Uh, Greeley Park, the stone building. Holy shit. G- Geeky Park, which maybe they're trying to be funny or maybe they just can't spell. Greeley Park, definitely Greeley Park. <laughs> it's just nothing. It's not. It's like nothing but the correct answer. And then somebody writes, "Why is wrong answers only so hard for people to understand?" And then the response, "Poor reading comprehension." Yeah, you can say that again, brother. Holy shit. Uh, but then this. But then there's like a. Then there's like a comment police. This Katie Rose. Anytime somebody would comment with the right answer, she shows up. This guy who says Greeley Park bathrooms is a good guess. And she writes, nope, not a good guess. It says wrong answers only. Therefore, only wrong answers are a good guess. LOL. It's like, who fucking asked you? You know, this isn't, you know, it's one thing to police the parking lot at the YMCA, but like to police the comments section. Greeley Park, nice picture. Katie Rose writes, wrong answers only, please. And she's not even the original poster. That's the weird. Greeley Park, easy. Wrong answers only. Obviously not that easy. So yeah, a lot of a lot of really Greeley Park Stone Building, Greeley Park, definitely Greeley Park. Uh it's yeah. I'm just scrolling through. I think you've Greeley Park, Greeley Park, Greeley Park Restrooms, Greeley Park, Freely Park. That's it's funny, I guess. Greeley Park, where the restrooms were. <laughs> Katie Rose in big caps. Wrong answers only, please. As the original post states. So then that, and then the next person. That is Greeley Park. <laughs> Katie Rose. Wrong answers only please. As requested in the original post. Can you imagine having so little time. So little to do. That you're like policing. The little joke comment thing. on the uh, Greeley. Greeley. <laughs> Greeley Park bathhouse. Greeley at the bathrooms. Oh man. Greeley, Greeley Park. Did you notice how many people, Den Levesque writes, did you notice how many people don't bother to read the caption? Wrong answers only. Jonathan Vale writes, still not sure if the misspellings are intentionally wrong or just bad. Den Levesque Levesque writes, I like the humor this adds to our Sunday morning, much better than 300 people answering Greeley Park. Yeah, except 300 people are answering Greeley Park. Oh, man. And then somebody asks, why wrong answers only? Oh, for Christ's sakes. Katie Rose, for fun and creativity. It makes me laugh at some of the creative or historic answers people come up with. 
And then, yeah, Jonathan Vell. There's only one right answer. Someone gets it right away. But there are many wrong answers. It's just fun. It's supposed to be funny. Would you rather read 300 Greeley Park comments? <laughs> and then she writes, I don't know. Holy shit. Greeley Park restrooms. <laughs> Greeley Park. It just doesn't stop, and I'm going to stop reading it. Uh, good job. Good job, Nashua. You, you guessed it. Wrong answers only. Greeley Park. Greeley Park. Greeley Park restrooms. Nicely done, everybody. Really, really well done. Well played. Oh, man, I'm losing my voice. Got to get some water. Be right back. Welcome back to the big uh, prod, the big program here. Let's see. Okay, Greeley Park Cruise YMCA Golf. I guess Jesus, I, I've I've gotten through just about everything. And then I have, <laughs> I get oddly annoyed with the Miracle on Ice. Not sure why. I love Al Michaels Call, and that's about it. I can't explain this. Let's get this out of here. I gotta much it's just too much music uh, this music uh. all right I, i'm not going to talk about but, but, it, but it was with the 40 years of the miracle on ice it happened in 1980 in lake placid the historic you know usa team usa it's a great moment in america and all that shit but i don't i can't even put my finger on it like anytime it gets brought up and there's a you know like espn had been showing not even like the real thing, but like the movie with Kurt Russell getting the team all hyped up and stuff. And I don't know what it is. I just don't, I don't care. And I don't know why. This is such a great, exciting moment. And maybe because it's just like, I don't know. This is 40 years ago and I'd like to, I'd like to move on to other things. So every, you know, every year it's, ah, this is the anniversary, it's the 38th anniversary, the 39th anniversary. And obviously for some reason round numbers are a bigger deal than anything else. So it's the 40th anniversary and then on the 50th anniversary we'll do, you know. And it's it's a great, you know, what a great moment for our country and for our, uh, you know, team that had no chance of beating these Russians. But I just, I can't, st- anytime anybody starts talking about it on sports, if I see it on, on Facebook, I, see, I, I just go to something else. Like, what else do we need to talk about? I don't know. And I've never watched the movie because I just, I, I just don't care. I don't care. And I don't know why I don't care, but I just don't care. And it's, it's especially like, it's especially odd because it's Lake Placid. So it's like, you know, it's, it's where I'm, I'm not from Lake Placid. I'm from two hours south of Lake Placid, but Lake Placid is like maybe my favorite place on earth. And, uh. It's certainly my my favorite place in this region. Um, and I, yeah, I, I love going to the Olympic Village. I, I fucking love Lake Placid any time of the year, any season. It's just, oh my God, it's just so fucking gorgeous up there. And uh, it's just the best. It's the best place. 
but man, man, they start talking about that Olympic hockey team, and I just like I just tune out, man. I don't know why. I don't know. So I so I put that in my notes for some reason, and I'm not going to talk about it anymore because I don't. I'm not even interested enough to tell you why it's not interesting to me. If that makes any sense. Uh, I got to tell you though, um, what does interest me is Oprah. Uh, as of late, and and yeah, this is one of those things where it's like, holy shit, this this Hopkins, this birthday boy character is just completely stealing from Howard Stern. Well, I am in the sense that like Howard Stern has spent a lot of time in the last few months talking. I mean, he's spent a lot of his career talking about Oprah, and but I, you know, I have the same thing. Like I don't, I don't know what it is about Oprah that I have like this weird not not obsession, but I just I can't look away. Because it's so awful to watch her. And and she does these like Weight Watcher. She tours the country and she does these Weight Watcher talks because she's, you know, she owns Weight Watchers. And so it's a whole thing. And her whole purpose in life is just to make money um, under the guise of like helping people, particularly women, be better in their lives, in their diet, in their way that they live and they act and they behave and they, you know, their belief system and all this shit. And she uses her fame and fortune that she's amassed, um, you know, as just a total bullshitter, uh, you know, tricking people into into buying all this merch, you know, Oprah's favorite things and all this shit. Um, that's all she's does. She's just like she's just a fabulous salesperson. Um, hey, and good for her, man. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, good for Stedman. If there's if there's anyone in this scenario that you want to be, it's fucking Stedman. What a life that bastard has. I'd sit around just you know doing whatever the fuck Oprah tells me to do if I can just hang out and enjoy the trillions of dollars that she has. But on her her Insta, yeah, I follow her on Instagram long long before Howard Stern talk, started talking about her Instagram on his show. I've been following her Instagram because it's just like I just I can't help it. It's one of those things I follow it like almost so that I can get mad at it. Um, and she's got like, okay, she had Dwayne Johnson. She had the rock on recently. She goes, she tours the country and each one of these little tours, it's like a whole day seminar. And these women just, you know, they, they have these orgasms over everything, everything and anything that Oprah has to say. And she has a different celebrity and it's big time. You know, it's the rock, it's lady Gaga. It's, I don't know, Tina Fey, Michelle Obama, all these like, you know, major, major names and they come out and they talk about their, their story and it ties into Weight Watchers somehow. And it's all, it's all, you know, and most of it is just to sell something. In most cases, it's to sell the Weight Watchers program. Also to sell tickets because this, this shit ain't free. You're not just like, you know, coming in off the street to listen to Oprah talk to Lady Gaga. It's, you know, and the tickets are not cheap by any means. Um, but yeah, she, she had the rock on one of these things and he's, let me just play so we can play one. I don't know. Earlier that there's a rule that unless Jesus has told you otherwise, you cannot come to my house without a tequila shot. <laughs> yes. Well, I know oh you're God. a big tequila fan, and we are. We're starting. I started a spirits company, and the tequila is the first expression. Tequila, like you, I'm a tequila lover. Isn't that funny? And, uh, I have a special surprise for you. She you she doesn't let people into her house without tequila. And it's coming out. And The Rock just happens to be there, and The Rock just happens to be coming out with a brand new tequila, a new tequila company he started. What's it called? Yeah, what's it called? It's called... This tequila is called... Oh, it's called Terramana. Terramana. Ter 
Terra Mana. Which is interesting because here's The Rock talking about his dad, Rocky Johnson, who just passed away. You now have an angel you can call by name, and in spirit you can feel them in ways that you couldn't in the flesh. She says some weird shit, man. Yeah, that's because you can you can create you can. By the way, this whole like the next forty seconds of bullshit. You know, get a get a big spoon because you're gonna swallow some bullshit from both of these guys. And I love The Rock. I'm such a fan of The Rock since forever, since 1996, um, when he hadn't even he hadn't even debuted yet. And he was shown in a backstage. They showed a bunch of the wrestlers. Bret Hart had announced that he was not going to leave WWF, and he had re-signed a brand new contract in October of 1996. And they cut to the backstage to see the reactions of the WWF superstars. And there was this tall dude, this tall drink of water. And I said, who the fuck? I rewound the tape because I taped every wrestling show ever back then. I rewound the tape like a million times. I'm like, who is that? I don't even know who that is. I know all these other wrestlers, but that guy. And I said, whoever that is, man, he's going to be the world champion. He's going to be a huge star just based on his look alone. That dude has got it. You know, and then and then he debuted and he was terrible. And I said, "Oh boy, I was I missed the mark on this one." And then after like a year or so, he started you know to get his shit together and became the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Anyway, so okay, so the Rock's tequila is called Terramana. The Rock is now talking about his father, Soul Man Rocky Johnson, another uh, former wrestler who died about a month ago. And and they're t- and Oprah's talking about how like you have, you have a new relationship with people after they die, because you, they they become angels within you and their spirit. No, they don't. You can just take because they're dead now, so you can take them as you the ideal version of them that you wished that they had been in life, and now you can in your head communicate with them in a way that you couldn't before, because you're commun- you're just talking to yourself inside your mind. But geez, Oprah's got them all thinking that this is like a real thing. But anyways, here's an interesting, just an interesting word that The Rock drops as he's talking about the death of his father. Just pay attention. Pay attention. You reach the point where you can feel like you have that, you know, the spirits unite. They become yes. like one. I love that you said that. I feel like the day he died, that night I went to bed and I felt I felt so again grateful and moved like emotionally like mana and energy hmm. because i realized like mana oh, i have a new relationship with you yeah in death i have a new relationship in spirit i have a new relationship with you clean slate yeah no regrets because you can make them no pain no anger no complication just me and you and then the place the place goes nuts two things the tequila is called terra mana and the rock's talking about his dead father and how like his i can feel his mana his terra mana mm i could go for a sip oh it's just such bullshit and then like ah uh, and now that he's dead i have i have a better relationship with my father now that he's dead is what the rock says so his father basically was an asshole is what he's saying and now that he's dead i can pretend i can imagine him as the way that i would have wanted him to be as like a, a great guy because he wasn't, and now that I can pretend that he is, I like him better. That's but and that's the way it goes. Then there's uh, what's this one? A lot of single ladies. 
Tracy As an Ross. Of what being an unmarried woman could and should look like. And I, and I imagine that's not a role that you ever thought you'd be playing. No. <laughs> but I, I, like many of us, was taught to grow up dreaming of my wedding, not of my life. And I spent many years Say dreaming again. of my Preach wedding. to the choir. And also waiting to be chosen. Well, here's the thing. I'm the chooser. Mm-hmm. And I can choose to get married if I want to, but in the meantime, I am choicefully single, happily, gloriously single. I tell you, you ain't gonna find a man with that attitude. <laughs> oh man, only kidding. I actually, is she? I think she's. I think that woman is from like Blackish. I like her. She seems. She seems good. Um, and that's fine. That's fine. She does. She legitimately seems like she doesn't have a product to hawk. Oh, but then here's uh, uh, Goldie Hawn's kid, uh, Kate Hudson. Just got off the stage. I uh-huh. said, meet me for a drink backstage, and now it's actually happening. This is like the, okay, is why that? I came to San Francisco. King Street. So podcast. excited. Yeah. Isn't that nice? They're drinking her it's good, it? it's vodka. Buy it. <laughs> Get out there and buy it. I'm feeling a nice, warm lady glow. Yeah, you're drunk. It's vodka. So yeah, Kate Hudson's got her vodka. Oprah's telling her fans, "You spent hundreds of dollars to be here. Now go spend more to buy this vodka from Kate Hudson. Go buy the Rocks tequila." And then this is my favorite clip. She had Lady Gaga talking. I love Lady Gaga. Huge fan. Um, but this backstage thing. And then Gail is in there too. And you can just tell. Oprah and Gail, they just hate each other. They have to just absolutely despise one another. Just the way that they... just. just and then at the end, the best part is at the end. Well, let's just... Let's just... Let's listen. They're crying over each other. Oprah finds Gaga... And now Lady Gaga's crying. I couldn't even believe you were doing that. I couldn't even. I was like, am I hearing correctly? Oh my God, you were so real, so good. And then you can hear, so you hear the mouth breather so who's recording this. Oh, was it Stedman? Is Stedman taping this? You can just hear like. <sighs> Listen to that. In the presence of an angel, Lady Gaga says to Oprah. Did you hear that? So Oprah turns, Oprah turns to Gail and goes, Gail's off camera. She goes, wasn't that good? And you hear Gail, uh, yeah, I already came back and told her that. I said it first to Oprah, you bitch. Thanks for the career, by the way, you bitch. And then Gail tries to like jump into this moment too. They're just hugging, hugging. Stedman Nobody breathing. Does but I don't know. It's whoever's taping that, whoever's recording this. Unless he's, unless it, maybe it's Stedman and he's holding the. I mean, Stedman's pretty tall. I think this person is pretty much at eye level with Gaga and Oprah, who I, I don't believe are terribly tall people. 
even in heels. So whoever this is, you know, it's a mouth, we got a major mouth breather on her. They're having this moment, Gaga and Oprah just, you know, kissing each other's asses. Oh, you you are the truth. You're the truth. You're the light. Oh, Gaga. You were br- I'm crying, Lady Gaga. You were just a wonderful. <laughs> and then meanwhile, <sighs> Gail, wasn't that the best thing ever? Yes, Oprah, I already said that to her, bitch. And then they just keep, they just, it doesn't stop. I am just so in front of all those people. people. That was There's two cameramen. You both let us in, though. You both. You did. You both let us in. There's Gail. No, I was just trying to, like, be there for you. I was like... Okay, you're going there. Okay, we're going there. All right. We're and somebody there. clearly told Gail to get the fuck out of there. Because she's in the way. And they didn't even acknowledge Gail. I gotta go back. Gail just jumps in. You both let us in, though. You both. You did. You both let us in. No, I was just trying to, like. Didn't even turn. Didn't even acknowledge Gail. They must just hate each other. All of it. By your presence. Your presence. The way you held yourself and the way you spoke to the people. It was just. You are. Thank you. And thank you so much an angel. for being a part of healing, you know, me and my life. That, like, oh. this is a part of, you know, me and me. Oh, and, and another hug. Oh. Endless That's hugging. Shame, honey. That was just so and then she says, like, a That's Weight Watch. That's how you do it, though. Yeah. Hold on. That's how you do it. That was powerful. We took a big bite of bravery yeah, together. We a, hey, we took a big bite of bravery. We didn't even take a little bite. Didn't what? Take a little bite. No, that was the whole meal. And now this part. <laughs> that was it. This is the best. We went all the way. I love you very much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was great. Gaga says, I love you very much. Oprah, thank you. Thank you. That's when you know. Thank you. Hand on her hand on her heart, hand on her chest. Ah, it's just delightful. It's such wonderful. It's such wonderful bullshit. Oh, it's so good. But I just love like Gaga. (laughs) I love you. I love you, Oprah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Okay, gotta go. This is getting weird now. Oprah's a little freaked out. Gotta go. Gail, pull my car around. Anyway, and then meanwhile, I mean, if if that was Stedman, you know, I don't, I don't. How do you punish a Stedman? Like, isn't Stedman's punishment in some ways just being Stedman, like having to just like suffer through Oprah, and then the the trade off is like, yeah, but I never have to work, I never have to do anything again. I don't know. Could I do that? It's like, could I, could I bang Oprah and just have to put up with all of that pretentious nonsense and, you know, just watching her just trick women into buying all of this crap all the time that they don't need in exchange for (laughs) enjoying the fruits of those, uh, that deception, 
and just never having to lift a finger again, you know, other than the, you know, if he has to put his finger in Oprah, in Oprah, <laughs> which uh, that's a finger I would not, if I, if I never, if I only had to lift one finger again, that would not be, I think I'd just rather, you know, get the job at the construction site. Uh, what I'm saying is I'd rather do heavy manual labor than finger bang Oprah, just in case there was anything lost in the translation there. That's, that's what I'm getting at. And I'm also getting at, uh, we're nearing the end of the podcast, but I desperately need more water before I can close out. So, uh, be right back. Ah, yes, back on the Birthday Boy Podcast. You know, I was never a fan of this guy at all. But I like this song. Sam Smith, How Do You Sleep? Or no, uh, Dancing with a Stranger, excuse me. How Do You Sleep is a new single. That's good, too. They're both good. The rest of his music sucks. It's so slow and shitty and boring. So if I, you know, if I even heard somebody like, you know, oh, the new Sam Smith, you're like, nope, I'm not going to listen to that. Oh. I'm adjusting my microphone. Ah, that's good. I mean, my, my, my part was good. Yeah. Yeah. Should I should collaborate with him. Make his make his music actually good for a change. <laughs> I don't know any of the words, obviously. Oh man. Alright. So that's good. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Sam Smith. And and woman. Who is that singing? Is that Gail? Is that Gail King? Yeah, I think it was Gail. Maybe it was Oprah. After drinking some of the rocks tequila. Oh my god. What a world. What a world we live in. If I could just, you know. If I could be Oprah for like. I don't know, half a day, and just in the sense that I just keep whatever, whatever money is netted during that, uh, you know, let's just call it like six hours, I'll take that, like half a work day, four hours, five hours, six hours, whatever you want to call it, and uh, yeah, give me six hours of Oprah's income, just let me keep that six hours worth, I'd be in pretty good shape, I'd be happy, I'd be happy with six hours. I would, I would actually, yeah, I guess I would lift, lift my finger <laughs> for six hours of Oprah's salary. There are, maybe there are no limits to what I would do for a buck. <laughs> uh, next week's edition of the Birthday Boy Podcast, it's standing in for Stedman here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Oh man, yeah, I don't, I don't have any. Uh, 
I don't have any of the fun stuff like the Egyptian mummy from a few weeks ago. I gotta try to like, I gotta try and scrounge up more more shit like that, because that seems to be the only thing that made anybody laugh in the last six months that I've been doing this. Seven months, eight months, whatever it is. Getting close. I mean, it's it's almost March. So I mean, like really, two. I mean, well, three months. What's the, no? Today's the twenty third of February. So that means in three months we'll have uh, the one year anniversary of the Birthday Boy podcast. I will. It's unlikely that I'll be planning anything remotely special. So don't get too excited. I <laughs> I blew my load on the uh, on the Christmas and Halloween episodes, which took entirely too much time. I don't know that I'll have time to devote to much of anything for a one year spec- spectacular. But it would be nice to like. Yeah, I don't know. I'll think about some stuff. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway. Uh, I think that's it. Um, <clears throat> I don't have a Cliffy call for you. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have anything last week, so I was just too sick to do one. Um, not to not to give away too much, but that's actually me doing those voices. <laughs> um, just in case you didn't know, that's actually that's me doing those. Um, and maybe like, maybe it's time for some new Cliffy characters. Now that now that Imus is dead, maybe it's time for Cliff. <laughs> Cliffy Imus is 10 after the hour, Cliffy. Yeah, it would just be, you wouldn't know a word that he was saying. So it might not be. Cliffy Imus Okay, maybe Cliff Imus is not a great idea. Because you won't understand a word that he's saying. Okay. Uh, so I don't, yeah, I don't have a cliff call, but I do, I did record myself. I was ranting on something earlier this week and it's, it's, it's going to sound crappy, the quality, because it's, it's going to sound like a phone call because I was doing it through the Bluetooth on my phone, which is the same way that I typically do those cliff calls. I'm just driving and recording the call, you know, I'm just talking as, you know, cliff and baseball or one of those guys, grandma cliff or somebody. Um, but I, this was just me ranting on, on, on traffic. Yeah. Um, because Boston traffic is, is just very different people. uh, You know what? At the end of this, I'll just, I'll just play my rant. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I got to get over these colds, man. Anyway, that's it. I'm done. Uh, you know, whatever. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your shit that you do. Kindness, positivity, live, laugh, love. You know, it's all very stupid. Okay. That's it. I'm done. Have a have a nice time, everybody. Talk to you soon. Here's uh, stay tuned for my my little rant, my little traffic rush hour related rant uh, here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. E- email uh, birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. Go on to like iTunes and all the other places. Leave five star reviews if you can. Leave a leave a comment. Do and do whatever. Share. Tell people about the podcast for Christ's sakes. I need I need people listening to this thing. Now I need it. I know I said that I would just do this, whether and, and if nobody was listening, but that's I, you know, that's a complete, that's bullshit. I, I doubt that anybody believed that for a second. I need listeners, and then ultimately I want this. I want to make millions of dollars. I want to be Oprah. I want to, and then I just want to have people like doing my podcast for me. But it's just still called the Birthday Boy Podcast, and then people, I have guests, I have hosts come and do it for me, so I can just lie in bed and and just like swim and make make snow angels in piles of money. That's all. That's that. That's not a lot to ask. So just you know, tell people about the podcast so you get more listeners. That's all. Okay. 
uh, and I hope I hope this goddamn stuffed cold, cold bullshit thing is gone by next week. But who knows? Uh, you know, I'm just just out of sorts. I'm out of sorts. Okay. We'll get we'll get we'll get there again. Don't worry. All right. You know what I mean. Okay. Uh, have a great week, everybody. Talk to you next time here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators.
because I'm going to be there all day anyway, so why rush to get to work? Anyway, that, but that's it. That's that's the life, Boston. It wasn't the, that was not the case in Florida. In Florida, quite the opposite, because, you know, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Well, it's 5 o'clock all the time in Florida, and everybody just wants to get the fuck out of work and go home. And, uh, you know, except for the hardworking people at Seacoast Bank, uh, I found, you know, they, they, Jay and Chris, the workaholic type people like that, you know, they're they're just, you know, just grinding all day and, and all that stuff, burning the midnight oil, the daytime oil, all of the oil. But for the most part, you've got your Floridians, and, uh, you know, like, you know, like... There's that great bit in an episode of Broad City where she's waiting to get on the subway and it's so crowded that she lifts her legs and is just carried onto the subway, which is true. That's true in Boston as well. Like, But in Florida, you could do that with your car. On the evening rush hour, you could put your car in neutral and you could just let all the traffic carry, your, carry you home in record time. Just let the other cars, all that traffic on 95 or wherever you might be, just let it carry you home. Because everybody is racing to get home. And in Boston, in Massachusetts, it's quite the opposite. Everybody's uh, racing to get to work. And and nobody nobody is working for the weekend. They're weekending for the work week. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, but nobody's in a hurry to get home at the end of the day. And every time I'm going home from work, no matter what time, and if it's just me and one other car on the road, it's the slowest car in the in the, in the universe on the planet, and I'm stuck behind that car. I'm all, because it's because it's every car, and I truly I sit here and I scream like, am I the only one? Am I the only one who likes this kid? Does nobody else on this road like their family? Does nobody like eating dinner? You're not no rush. 